Hi, thanks for being here. Yeah, no problem. Um, so the first question I always start with is, how do you view mental health? The umbrella of mental health is is just the fact that how you feel, you know, if, if, if we're physically healthy, all your bones and your muscles and everything like that's working all right. With your mental health, it's all the facets of your brain. That's, that's and, and your emotions as well. You know, that's, that's the way I view mental health. You know, if you're happy within yourself and you're getting on with your daily routines and getting stuff done, you know, and, and not dwelling too much on the shit, then you're mentally healthy as opposed to mentally unhealthy. Yeah. Do you think that view's changed since you've left the Marines? I, I think I'm aware of it now. I don't think I was actually aware of my mental health when I was in the Marines. Because it's almost like you're on, not so much autopilot, but you, you're just doing your job. You know, you're doing what you need to do. And it's only when you come, you come away from that environment that it becomes pertinent about your mental health, especially in in the current climate, you know, with, with PTSD and everything like that, that people are really, really suffering from. Why do you think we are seeing so many people looking for support now, so long after Iraq and Afghanistan? I think people were, they were looking for the support, but I don't think it was as readily available as it, as it is now. I think with going into lockdown and the COVID, all that uh, pandemic, people became aware that you know, if you're, if you're staring at four walls on your own all the, all the time, then you're going to start getting a bit stir-crazy, ain't you? And that's brought it to the forefront, I think, to the surface that we do need to start helping people. The first week that you were in Iraq, you lost people. And I wondered how that changed mentally, how you saw your time out there. Yeah, so we was only there. Well, we was down to... Paisa Palace less than less than a week, less than a week, and 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 the patrol got got hit with an IED. Uh, people died, and it it's a long time ago now, two thousand and six that was. But I think it was just you didn't really. It was before we got into the routine of anything out there, so it was almost as if you was ramped up from from the very beginning. And it stayed there. You know, nothing changed as much because it, it just didn't have a chance to change. Because there wasn't anything in place, really. You know, was there a couple of days to do all your admin, get settled in. You know, first real patrol, and that's it, you get hit. You know, it wasn't a pleasant thing at all. Not at all. But I think it made us, it made us a bit more determined to do what we was out there to do, you know. I don't, I don't think it changed because I don't think there was anything to change. So it just sort of set the, set the standard straight away and stuck its flag in, in how that tour was going to go from the, from the get-go, you know? But yeah, I don't, I don't think it changed anything the way we looked at it because we didn't have a chance to look at it in, in any way because obviously we'd only been there a matter of days. Yeah. Do you ever feel like that's affected you longer term, having a tour like that? I never really give it a lot of thought, to be honest. I never really give it a lot of thought in because it happened so early on that so much happened after that it almost got lost in it if you know what I mean not not that you're ever going to forget about Paris and Ben or anyone like that <coughs> excuse me but so much so much happened after that in because we was there nearly seven months you know that was in the first week so so much went on after that that it almost got 
dissolved a little bit or diluted should I say um, not to take anything away from their memory because I never would do that but yeah it was it was, it was a, lot, a lot went on after that so you don't really dwell on it too much really and I've never I've never really you know I, I have I have my moments on Remembrance Day particularly and I have my other moments every now and then with, with my own thoughts but I don't I don't dwell on it so much you know so marine being the best the 0.1% the 0.1% <laughs> yeah do you think slogans like that being used with recruits prevent people from seeking help maybe if they need it or prevent them from realising that they need help sooner I think I think so yeah I think there's a lot of it's bit, you know I can only talk from a marine's point of view because I was never in anything else but I think if you're from week one day one you're almost being it's not brainwashed but you're being told how how good you're going to be you know you, you've got to strive for that green beret you know you've got to strive for the commando flashes you've got to strive to be a royal marine commander you know and it puts you on that pedestal so you've got to get on that pedestal and that's what drives you on to get there that's what spurs you on to do the to, to put the effort into to, to keep going for the nine months you know the 0.1 percent is is an actual fact that at the time that it came out one person in every thousand that that applied made it all the way through you know so yeah it does put it into your head that actually i don't need the help armor for want of a better word that you think well you know i'm bulletproof i'm i'm very good at compartmentalizing things so for me it doesn't bother me well i don't think it bothers me for others that aren't so good at compartmentalizing that dwell on things that stew on things you know that wind themselves up about it because it's in their head all the time then they're going to suffer worse than somebody else do you think that as you say compartmentalizing but as some might say blocking out is a healthy yeah. coping mechanism same, same thing isn't it same thing and probably not no but it all, it all goes in this big box at the end at the end of, at the end of my brain somewhere and 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 it stays there and it very rarely comes out maybe maybe once a year on on remembrance day but it very rarely comes out at all you know and, I, and that's fine by me that could that have you heard somebody me. else saying that would you tell them advice based on that or would you do I'd, you think that I'd, you would accept i'd be a little bit of a settings? fucking hypocrite wouldn't i if I, <laughs> if, I did, if I did do that uh yeah yeah don't do this because i you know, <laughs> but i don't know and if they want my advice or my help or anything like that that I can give them by all means to ask because I've got no problem helping someone but I'm not I'm not a mind reader and if I don't know I can't help you so just just ask me and, and, I'll, and I'll do anything for you to help um, but yeah it's, it's probably not healthy at all <laughs> but it works for me yeah exactly when you left the marines you went into close protection yeah um do you think that there are similarities between that and the military where you are more likely to deal with mental health? Um, I think with the, with the close protection environment, it's 99% ex-military anyway. So it's very, very similar and, you know, you've got different cat badges all mixed together. You know, where when I was at HPR, we had, uh, there was paras, there was RMPs, there was a few bootnecks there was a couple of guardsmen you know and we all sort of got on 
ref reg guy, a couple of ref reg guys. So you all got on, and but you've all got that same sort of mentality, that similar sort of way of looking at things. So it just made my transition a bit easier, really. I've never missed being in the military. And I think that was a contributing factor to that. The fact that I was surrounded by so many ex-military guys and I played a bit of rugby. So that's that's got that camaraderie as well. So you don't, you you almost fill that void with, with other stuff. When you're talking there about rugby, for people who aren't going to leave the military and go into something that is so heavily filled with ex-military, yeah. um, do you think finding something like that that replaces some of that whether it be teamwork or the kind of banter or whatever environment it is that comes from the military do you think finding something like that helps people yeah i think because it is you know especially you've got you've got lads and, and and girls that that join the army or the marines or whatever at 16 years old and they might not have known anything else you know i didn't know shit at 16 um i was a little bit later joining but for these that do join at 16 they don't know nothing so they've just got that military and and when they leave for whatever reason that's a massive massive void that they need to fill do you think when people are leaving the military it's something that they should consider what job role they're going to go into how that might affect their mental health when people say to me now oh, I'm, 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 i want to go in the marines i want to go in the army or something like that i say why why do you want to go in there my granddad was a bootleg, my dad's a bootleg, whatever, you know. So you want to carry on that family tradition, all right, that's cool. But do you want to be a soldier for the next 25 years? If that's what you want to do, then brilliant. But if you don't, and you only want to go in for a few years, think to yourself, what do you want to do after? And then work backwards and make that work for you. You know, if you want to be an electrician, go and join the remit. They'll give you all your qualifications, all your things, you run through it all, brilliant. You'll get paid and get all these adventures. Sound like a fucking recruiting campaign, I don't know. <laughs> you get all these adventures and get paid for it while you're learning. You do your apprenticeship, for want of a better word, in the army. You've created Start Your Day On Purpose. I have, yeah. Where did that come from? So f- for me, it it makes a difference to my day if I don't do something physical you know if i if, if i don't go to the gym in the morning or something like that then it makes a difference to me and i was sat i was sat in a bath and i thought to myself this is just as we're going into the the, the lockdown the, the second one in october or whatever it was and i thought well in the summer it's fine because people could just sit in their garden it's all a bit of a holiday and we'll realistically we're all taking it seriously we're just sort of sitting there power bronzing or whatever but now it's getting wintry time you know, you get people that might live on their own. They wake up in the morning, they go to the gym before work, then they go to work, all their mates are at work, they might go for a pint afterwards and some dinner, and then go home to sleep. And that's it. And then all of a sudden, that's all been ripped away from them. And they can't do any of that then. And they're just, they're sitting at their dinner table with their laptop open, you know, their tea-stained dressing gown. You know, what's it's in their beard or whatever, because they ain't got to worry about getting dressed but fuck it i'll just i'll just sit here because I, i'm not i'm not an email anyway you know when i do a zoom call i'll brush the watches out with my beard and put a shirt on i sit in my pants because <laughs> no one sees from the waist down on a zoom call do they fuck that you know don't matter 
So I thought to myself, if I can just inspire one person or motivate one person every single day just to get up and do something, even if it was just walking their garden, you know, just do something. Stand up and sit down in your, in your chair ten times. Just do something to get you out of that monotony of just sitting there staring at the telly or staring at a laptop or staring at the wall. So that's where it came from. So it, I just wanted people to start their day on, on purpose. And a psychologist that my brother grew up with, he he saw it and he, he said, mate, let's just get, get some people talking about this. So You do... A lot of cold water therapy. Yeah, amphibious soldier, right? That's why. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. No, <laughs> <It> makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that came about purely because I've got Velcro knees and my ankle is about four hundred years old. But I, I took my dog down the beach and we'd run, we'd run to the pier and back. It's about, about six miles. But then at the end, I just got, I'd go in for a paddle, just up to my thighs, just just do a little bit of icing, basically after after the run, just because they were screaming. And a, and a mate of mine, he, t- he messaged me, he said, oh, we go in on a Friday morning just up there. Do you want to join us? Yeah, no worries, we'll have a little dippy dip with them. So we went in, and the first time we went in, I had the dog with me, and, and I went in, and he started following me in, and then I said, no, just to go and sit down there. So he went and sat down, and then he came and followed me in, and then he's, get, he's getting worried about me, I'm getting worried about him. So I picked him up, big waves, all of a sudden, I've got this fucking Labrador-sized life jacket around my neck, turning away from the ways and getting absolutely goffered on the back of these freezing cold ways to save him. Oh, it's just, it was just an absolute joke. In the end, I just sat down in the shallow bit and just held him. <laughs> just, got, just got goffered. But, yeah, I don't take him down there anymore because he's just a pain in the ass. But I used to think... You know, my my old dear's been been going in cold water for donkey's years. You know, she she goes sea swimming, and and ice swimming and everything. And she's yep, it's all the endorphins and everything like that. And I used to think, oh, what a load of shit, mum. You know, leave it out, all your your mumbo jumbo. But it is a genuine thing. It's a genuine thing, and almost the colder it is, the more you get out of it. You know, I quite like it when it's a little bit lumpy. You know, so when it's freezing cold waves, like an ice cold washing machine. And you're, getting, and you're getting ragged around a little bit. I went down there at half past four in the morning one day because I had it in my head from the night before. Right, I'm going at half four in the morning. It was pitch black. You couldn't see shit. And it was windy, so we had the big waves. And all you could see was the white horses of the waves coming in and hear that. And I went in. I got chucked about like an empty tracksuit for a couple of minutes. Come out. Put put me, me, me big coat on. Started drying off. Got in the, got in the van. Turned the heater right on thought no that's not enough stop being a pussy and went back in again for a few more minutes there's a lot of benefits i think for the cold water you know not just the physiological ones um your your circulation your stuff like that you know some people just run in there like lunatics other people just you know go in nice and slow and breathe and just sink down yep the inner violence to get in in a peace when we're in there for people who are at a rock bottom type place what would you recommend to them as they're starting their day on purpose? Just just start small. Get dressed. You don't have to do anything, just get dressed. Set an alarm clock rather than wait waking up when you when you want. You know, just set an alarm clock, get up, have a cup of tea, go back to bed if you want. But just start with that one tiny thing that, that make that acts as a catalyst to getting yourself out of that slump, to breaking that, that, that vicious circle that you're in. What would you say to 
marines who are struggling out there i know in recent years we've seen quite a bit of high profile haven't we we saw um mel b's bodyguard we've seen a really high ranking marine recently who you know they took their own lives yeah. what would you say to marines out there who are struggling to everybody who's struggling just talk to someone Tanner says that the psychology says it's okay not to be okay, just don't stay. You know, life is hard sometimes. And I don't give a fuck who you are. Every single person in the world has got a problem with something somewhere, or has had a problem with something somewhere, somewhere along the line. It doesn't hurt to say to your mate, you know, I've, I'm lucky, I've got, I've got my best mate Steve, the Colossus is Stevie King. I say to him, look, Steve, you've got 10 minutes for a cup of tea or a pint. And we'll have a chat. He's like, hey, what's, what's up, DC? And, and he's my best mate. So we know each other well enough that I know if he answers the phone in a certain way, he, he's feeling a bit off. And and vice versa. We're like, like a big, hairy, old married couple. But if you've, got, if you've got someone that you can just say, even if you haven't got someone, just, just go to anybody. You know, there's lots of helplines out there. Um, I think the consequences of keeping it to yourself if you go down that rabbit hole and go too far where you can't get out of that rabbit hole and you go to that dark place where you do something it's just not worth the fact that you didn't say to someone look have you got 10 minutes you know but you could if someone was creating an app wouldn't it where you didn't even have to do that you could just press a button fucking handy that wouldn't it (laughs) be really angry handy (laughs) You know, you press a, press a button and they, <laughs> they, they, they notify someone. That'd be really fucking cool. <laughs> I think to conclude, the best thing to do is if you are feeling any sort of way that's not normal for you, that's not normal for you, not that it's not normal, not normal for you, you know, be, be brave enough to, to talk to someone. Start every day on purpose. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for your time. No worries, thank you.